He's Aaron. She's Elizabeth. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. And it's Christmas time. And I'm glad to be back. We have been radio silent for far too long. Of course, I think we were a little foolhardy to think that we could be just as prolific around Christmas time with episodes as we were with Halloween. Well, I think what the biggest problem is is that Thanksgiving was so busy for us, <laughs> and then right after Thanksgiving was still fairly busy, and then like even this week has been less busy but still busy. Yes. So this may be our only Christmas podcast episode this month, but... It is probably the best one because we are going to count down our top five favorite Christmas movies, TV specials. Hopefully you either agree with our list or we talk about some that you may not have ever heard of before or have been always meaning to see and you can go and check them out this month. We are also joined in the studio by the lovely, as always, Jonathan Hash. I'm not always lovely. Sometimes I'm a little scruffy, but <laughs> I am partaking in a holiday tradition of drinking wine. So... Do you is have that a bottle only, opener? Is that only a holiday tradition? <laughs> Go laugh at me. I would never. We, were, we weren't laughing at you. Uh, s- second drawer underneath the microwave. Anyway, <laughs> got me all flustered now. I'm not drinking anything special. I'm just drinking water, you know, and it's Christmas, so it's not like even Jesus can come by and turn it into wine, so I'm pretty lost that way. <laughs> uh, John is in the studio because since we are so busy, after this recording, we're going to be recording our next episode of the Talk Blindly con- uh, podcast, which uh, I'm also excited about because I got to pick the topic for this week. But uh, without much further ado, what we're going to do, Aaron and I have made separate top five lists separate but equal separate but equal uh and we have no idea what's on the other's list now we like the same kinds of movies but i don't think the same kind of christmas movies i think we're gonna be surprised at what is on the other's list oh i pretty much i think i know what your number one is but beyond that i'm not 100 percent sure I, well, I, I think I can guess your number one and then another one that's on the list. And uh, John is here to officiate, uh, chime in, and also have his own top five. I'm, not, I'm just going to spoil this for you right now. I just want to talk about my favorite Christmas movie, and then I'm probably going to start an argument. All right. <laughs> so if you hear... But I know if, I know, Aaron's on my side, so it's if, okay. Okay, so then, John, if you hear the favorite your favorite Christmas movie get brought up, Jump in. We start the argument right there. Okay. Without further ado. So I think ado, we all know then. <laughs> yes. All right. So do you want to go five, five, four, four, that three, three? That was my thought. All right. All right. So my fifth favorite Christmas movie TV special is Scrooged. I had <laughs> never seen Scrooge before you introduced it to me. Uh, I did not have the great uh, fandom rabid obsessiveness of, um, oh boy, see? Already, it's turning out to be a bad start because the name has flown right out of my head. Bill Murray, thank you. Um, I did not know much about him. I do not know much about this movie, and I thought I'd seen every Christmas Carol adaptation known to man, uh, including the Muppets. <laughs> but this one is a lot of fun. It's dark. It's very dark. But I think A Christmas Carol is a ghost story, and it's supposed to be dark and sad and life-changing and big in all the correct ways. If you know A Christmas Carol, it's not going to totally surprise you, but it's set in the modern day, as in the 80s modern day. Like, so steeped in the 80s. It's ridiculous. 
Uh, lots of drinking, cussing, nudity. Uh, there's also a great... There's no actual nudity, it but the implied like nudity. There's implied nudity. <laughs> there's so much implied What's nudity. What's the rating on implied nudity? I think you can still get a PG. Oh, yeah. Well, the movie, to me, uh, when you first showed it to me, I really liked it. And I didn't know... John, is this a little Christmas snack that you've brought? Yeah, because I can't eat both. How adorable. Aaron, would you like to share this one with me? Uh, sure. Excellent. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. In case you wonder what the crinkling was, uh, John brought us lovely uh, pastry goods. Um, so my fifth favorite is Scrooged. Um, so a little bit in the same vein, uh, my fifth is actually Christmas Vacation. And not because of anything against the quality. In fact, it's very well done. It's so steeped in Christmas that like it doesn't it doesn't matter that it was made you know almost thirty years ago if not over thirty years um, that it still applies today you know he's at one point he's in the attic going over old film reels and I still feel like that could happen today you know especially with all the hipsters trying to like no you don't get the film grain um, I I can't say much I have a vinyl collection uh, but it's it, uh, it's it's steeped in Christmas in the, all the right ways. And there's a lot of that classic kind of vacation humor where he's sitting, happens to be sitting on the stairs in the attic and they open up the attic and he just falls straight through like that, that like overly straight laced slapstick that they have. I had never seen Christmas vacation before you showed it to me. Uh, but unlike Scrooged, I definitely like, there's a lot of funny scenes in it, but if there was one Christmas movie that I could never watch again, I think it'd have to be Christmas Vacation. Really? I I can't get behind Chevy Chase's character. Regardless of the man who plays him, he is not, to me, a nice, pleasant, caring, or compelling main protagonist. <laughs> and Scrooge is? <laughs> well, he's redeemed at the end. Okay. Chevy Chase never gets redeemed. That's why they keep making these movies. He's he, always yeah. watching some other woman's he's, tale. He's always sacrificing others' happiness for his own selfish needs. Uh, has no uh, capacity to care. And then, it's not like the people around him are such angels either. They're all kind of jerks. Yeah, they all they all have that tendency to be to be assholes or douchebags but that's kind of the fun of it because they're yeah they're all douchebags but that's the point is they're all kind of douchebags so. i guess if you like that kind of christmas thing <laughs> well i will say for both of your choices they're they're both solid um they're both good movies i would watch either one of them um uh but i think they the they're good at belonging around number five because they're not like top pick they're very good christmas movies but um they're not like mind-blowing so good Round, round one is good. Thanks. Thanks, John. So a tie. Tie for five. <laughs> All right. My uh, fourth favorite, I definitely had to go with one of the uh, old claymation Rankin-Bass ones. I had to put one of those on the list. But I went a little no, bit... No, you didn't have to. Oh, I did. It's part of my childhood. I had to do it. Uh, but I went with a bit more of an obscure one because I really like uh, the Dominic characters. Dominic the Donkey? No. I really like the characters, and I really like the songs. It's uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yeah, that one's probably the best of the uh, Rankin and Bass ones. It tells the origin of Santa Claus. Chris Kringle treats it as a real person. Dude, Mrs. Claus, when she when she was younger, oh my goodness. She has a little redhead, just like Mr. Claus. Uh, it tells the story of this baby 
um, who gets adopted by a family of elves, learns to make toys to uh, help the poor children who live in the town of the Burgermeister Meisterburger. <laughs> and best ranking and best. Uh, he uh, charms a warlock, and he gets the flying reindeer, and explains like all the little things that belong. And one foot in front of the one other. One foot for the other, and it's framed with the postman delivering letters, and it ends with the Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, Bing Crosby, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is now is no. Uh, let me ask you: Is Meisterburger Burgermeister or Burgermeister Meisterburger? Uh, <laughs> that's how we say him in our family. That's not his. I know. No, that's, that's his actual title. Okay, is Burgermeister Meisterburger? Okay, I'm not. I, that's like that's exact because that's that was always the joke with my family. But uh, with that, or it, is he a better villain, or is the um, uh, snow and fire or heat the Miser? The Miser yeah. brothers aren't like the main. They're not main characters in a year they're antagon- Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, they're they're antagonistic, but they're not villains. So, but if they were, if you were to take a step out and say that there were villains, who is better? Oh well, Burgermeister is fun because he's a a impetulant, immature child in the body of a man who, from one minute to the next, forgets he's the bad guy. Oh look, a yo-yo! I used to love the yo-yos. Look how I do a trick. So you've outlawed toys. Toys, <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end it talks about how the and the Burgermeisters they all died out and people forgot about them and I'm like that's nice it's kind of like this little history wrap up on villains they just leave it's also slightly scary <laughs> and they were all forgotten do you want to be forgotten <laughs> don't be a Burgermeister <laughs> all right so my number four is a little bit more controversial versal in a way because uh. It's it's a two parter type thing, or it's rather the two versions, um, and I have to say, uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas. Which and I, one? That's the thing. I have to say both, because I love the original um, Chuck Jones. Uh, Thurl Ravenscroft. Thurl Ravenscroft. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Boris Karloff version. That is that is like my childhood. Right there, because my dad and I watch it every Christmas. Um, you know, they'll it'll pop up on. T- it used to pop up on TV all the time. We would watch it then. We got our own versions. Blah blah blah. However, the Jim Carrey live action version still holds a place in my heart because that was when that movie when that movie first came out. That was the first movie that I ever discovered. Oh, I can have my own opinion besides my parents. Because you liked it and they did not. I, I liked it more than they did. They were like, oh, it was stupid. Oh, I hated it. Oh, so it was so dumb and this and that. And, and then they bought the DVD when it came out. But, you know, it was they, they, they complained about it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then in my head, I'm like, or I, I, I said, yeah, yeah, I agree with them. And my friends always like, I kind of thought it was funny. I thought Jim Carrey was kind of fun. And I'm like, you know what? I did too. I don't agree with my parents. So... And there are a lot of funny moments in Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey a lot. His zaniness still speaks to me even at this age. So we that's learned, why I had to I, I had to say both. We learned about the training that Jim Carrey underwent to put on that costume, which he became the Grinch. The costuming was perfect. He went through eight hours of makeup every day to put that on. He had training on torture aversion from someone in the armed forces because it was, it was like, like he was special, being buried alive every time he put it on it was like special uh special forces yeah like they're like he went through torture training yeah, so he the didn't appreciation have to... is there however uh 
I think I wonder sometimes how much it holds a place in your heart because you decided to be different. Like, I am different from my parents, therefore this is going to be the movie that defines my childhood. That's why That's why I bring it up in the first place. I <laughs> I, I can absolutely see why people don't like the movie. It, it, it can be absolutely annoying. It is childish humor. It kind but of tests, sometimes, it, that's what I like. <laughs> it it, it kind of lessens the impact of the message. That Christmas oh, would yeah. come from a store. We have the Who's who are incredibly materialistic, which makes their turnaround at the end kind of on a dime. Well, but that's the thing is, is it wasn't. They had to have everything taken away from them for them to appreciate what they actually do have, and that's each other. And and I'm and I'm not saying they do the best job at that, but it is it is there. But I, again, I'm I'm I, if people disagree with me, I'm not I'm not gonna be upset because I completely understand, and that's why I say both of them because the original one is so good. And I and I still like the other one, and I kind of have to give him the same spot. So. Right, John prognosis. Um, if I had to pick between the Grinches, I like them both as well, but I would pick the cartoon over their live. Um, the live one has been growing on me in the last few years, though. So um, it's something with Ron. Ha- probably Anthony Hopkins is the narrator too. So, um, and then you know, I think I've only seen Santa Claus is coming to town like once or twice. I probably couldn't tell you the actual plot. <laughs> I know at the end. Santa Claus comes to town, but um, uh, I'm gonna go point Aaron for Cartoon Grinch. Ooh, all right, cool. Uh, number three for me, it's a Wonderful Life. Had to be, it's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Aaron didn't know about it's a Wonderful Life. He's like, well, oh, that three-hour black and white movie. Why am I going to see this? They play it for free every year at the Tennessee Theater around Christmas time. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's okay. this Sunday. Um. And it's part of my family's tradition because you got to be there like an hour early, mm-hmm. though. The animated, the animated kids ones were for us and the Grinch, but it's a wonderful life was for my father and uh, Carol of the Bells, I believe, or when the bell tolls, something about the bells. Sorry that I can't remember, Mom. Uh, but that was their favorites. These black and white old uh, movies about Christmas. They're the the <laughs> bye phone. The history behind how It's a Wonderful Life became a Christmas classic is so intriguing if you want to take a look at it. Basically, it fell into public domain, got played a million times, and thus became a classic because it bombed when it first came. And it is a really genuinely heartwarming story about how one man's life can have such an impact on the world around him. And it's really heartwarming and wonderful. And you feel George Bailey's pain and you, you know... You feel for him, and you're scared when he's scared and happy when he's happy. And um, he does just a fantastic acting job. He really does. I yeah. thought he, I thought it took place at Christmas th- throughout the entire movie, but you actually see the progression of his life The throughout. framing is your Christmas day, but then it goes back in time and shows all the ways that one man's life had well, an impact. From, I mean, because we just saw it last year. Mm-hmm. Um, is What it did is it, it told the story of his life, but when it got to the point... When he, when everything starts going to shambles and, you know, uh, Clarence comes and talks to him. Clarence! Clarence! I've changed my mind! (laughs) It's a re, it's kind of like a retelling of Christmas Carol, only it's not. It's, it's an inversion of the idea. Which is why I think it still works and is still so good. Because it has those themes of redemption and importance of family. Everyone wants redemption, you know, like at the end of the year and everything, so... And it's 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 uh, kind of a pop culture thing t- now too. There's um, 
when I was a kid, there was an episode of Johnny Bravo where <laughs> the uh, the angel's gonna go show him the world without Johnny Bravo, and the world is like perfect. <laughs> it's like utopia, no wars or anything. And Johnny Bravo's like, "Oh, we can't be having this." <laughs> Honorable mention, like number one of the night, has to go to the Johnny Bravo Christmas special. <laughs> Simply he beats up Santa. Because he beats up Santa Claus, and Weird Al pops in as Donny Osmond. Oh my god. Like, Johnny Bravo is underappreciated. I can absolutely guarantee that. So, uh, my number three, as It's a Wonderful Life, is very much a uh, long-time classic for you. My number three is a long-time classic for me, and that is Muppet Christmas Carol. And it... Oh my god! Every time I watch it, it, I still get like like goosebumps down my spine. Um, the only part of the whole movie that still does not hold up, that is still just terrible. Michael Caine's performance. No, no, Michael Caine. No, Michael Caine is perfect. Don't you dare! Don't you dare shit on Michael Caine's performance. I love Michael Caine, but at the end when he's supposed to be like joyous out of his mind, bonkers, happy, he does not drop that British facade once. He's like, I'm talking about the out of, I'm talking about the out of place, completely derailing and unnecessary, trying to be slightly uh, pseudo romantic song uh, between young Scrooge or rather old Scrooge and his love and, Oh my god! Like I feel like this girl slept with the producer. We fast and she's forward like, through that scene every time. Oh, yeah, no, like it's now we're like, all right, we're gonna fast forward. So if you guys want to go, we get got popcorn, four minutes. Everyone fill up. Yeah, it's it's so long and arduous, and it just it derails. It's because it's such a light-hearted and fun movie. Gonzo and Rizzo as the narrators are like absolutely what do it for me. Half of my jokes that I tell throughout the day like sometimes day to day are those freaking jokes i love gonzo and rizzo in the movies mother treasure island we're gonna be rich we're, we're gonna, gonna be, be dead. dead um this is this a kid's movie <laughs> <laughs> I, he died <laughs> i yeah, do love we're standing in a room with a dead guy <laughs> i do love the muppet christmas carol i love all the techniques that they do for the different ghosts yes um I originally when I was a kid, the Ghost of Christmas uh, Past actually freaked me out because of how ethereal and like like ghostly it was. And I mean, it's kind of what she's supposed to be. She's supposed to be ethereal and ghostly. Um, but the the Muppet that they use for um, uh, Christmas present, it, it like I feel like I could just go and hug it. Like <laughs> I, I want to hug him. Well, you do have an advantage when you're playing with Muppets. Yeah, that's true. He's, you know, made it felt. Um, but his song, like, as bad as that song is from the uh, past, the the song, his song, um, uh, Special Time of Feeling, you know, uh, comes once a year. His song is so amazing. It makes up for that. Because his song is, I think, the next one that comes after that. Oh, <laughs> it is the American way. Oh, uh, Sam is a... Oh, uh, sorry. It is the British way. <laughs> it's like it, that movie is so quotable, and I disagree about Michael Caine because he's amazing. I love him, Michael Caine. If you're listening, we'd love to have you on. Uh, but you know, there's there's so much, and of course, Muppets themselves are part of my childhood. So uh, it was hard to kind of decide the sorting of a couple of these. And this one, unfortunately, just had to fall just a little bit down and be a third for me. 
All right, John's gonna be a toughie, but which All one right. do you no, think? No, this is a toughie, and I, I've I've thought it out. Um, but I, I made my decision uh, as soon as it came up. Aaron, if if you had paired a Muppet Christmas Carol with Scrooge, uh, I would have given you the point. Uh, I I love the Muppets. Um, I like anything um, that adds a, a feel of realism to something obscure um, that's not CGI. Um, however, like. I love It's a Wonderful Life, and it might be my number two, so Whoa. point, Liz, yeah, hands point down. All right, we're tied up as we go into the second, the one right below first, and Aaron, it's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the animated version, hands down. Oh. So I did have something same on my list as you did. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I watched it this afternoon with my little cousin. We're going to watch it tonight again. It is the thing to get me in the Christmas spirit. I can recite the whole thing along as we go. It is so much fun. And that song is the best funny Christmas song ever. Oh, where are you, Christmas? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, not that uh, one either. uh, You are a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce. You're a crooked jockey and you drive a crooked hoss. Just the, all the insults are great. And I do I'll love... i the seasick crocodile. Yeah. I love the Chuck Jones animation. I don't know. I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. I love... 30 and a half foot pole. I love Max the dog. I love the three sizes. <laughs> big. I I love all of it. It's just so great. Well, um, I, I mean, I've already spoken about this. I it's, It is on my list. The reason it's a little bit further back is because... I, be, as much as I love it, it was more my dad's favorite, and I watch it with him for him. But it was it, I love it, and it's one of my favorites, but it's not my favorite. So, but I've already you know I've already talked about it. So, uh, however, uh, I'm I know I'm already gonna lose this point because my number two is Scrooge because. <laughs> <laughs> screw you Scrooge is a staple in my household like that is what I watch to get in the Christmas spirit who are you asking me screwed because I put it on my list screw I know but you're like well if I, I don't have to watch Scrooge ever again no, no you're said, watching Scrooge again Christmas Vacation is one that I would never oh, watch sorry, again sorry sorry I like Scrooge I think the relationship between the two of them when they're young and in love and poor and broke, it's beautiful. Karen Allen. I think I posted, I think you said something about it. Karen Allen, yeah. Karen Allen is so goddamn beautiful. She'd dream me under the table any day. Oh my God. And um, She could be my goddamn partner any day. (laughs) And the ghost of uh, Christmas... Past. No, are, yes. Well, the fairy yeah. or the gap cra- cab driver? No, the fairy. The Sorry. fairy that's present. present. Sorry. Oh my god. And that's, uh, shit, now I'm forgetting her name. I know, we're um, bad tonight. Carol Kane. It is Carol Kane. Oh, lovely Carol Kane. She, she, cause she's in, uh, in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt now. It's so worthwhile. You gotta listen more, babe. I love Scrooge. We're watching that again. I know. I, I thought for some reason you had said that you, but you said about Christmas Vacation, which Christmas, again, Christmas Vacation is kind of one of my parents' favorites. And I like it a lot. I love the opening song and the um, the animation. But yeah, Scrooge, the special effects, the the writing, the acting, the art direction. It's like if Tim Burton toned down a lot, 
and was got, still experimental. If you got more real, like it's yeah. just it's too whimsy now. If we just got more real about it, his relationship because in the in the original story, it's his relationship with his ne- uh, nephew. It's his relationship with his brother because it's actually his brother in real life. But I feel like even th- these two characters are actually brothers who love each other, yeah. who actually have respect for each other. Yeah. I feel like Bill Murray and Karen Allen are destined to be together. <laughs> I feel like that produce hot talking slick producer from the east coast is an asshole because he probably is i just like because these people that they who they chose for these roles did a really good job um and then of course you know you've got your christmas past christmas uh present um carol kane and then this other guy who's friends with bill murray this there i I cannot talk about how many funny jokes there are in this because when i work late you work late. And when I work late, I work late. I don't know, John. We've made it to number two, and well, we finally started hitting each other's notes well, now. So. You know, I mean, one of these has already won, so it's already, it's like, it was almost in a redemption round. If both of these had lost, then this would be a, a good topic. However, I mean, I've already given the point to Animated Grinch, so. So that's basically uh, to keep that going on. I yeah. So well, he win at number if, five. He's not going to win at number two. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, the I uh, I I I have a feeling that we need to switch it up for this last well, no, one. Oh, before we get the last Bill, one, honorable mention. Oh yeah, honorable mention. Okay. Well, I gotta say, while you, before you get to that, um, uh, animated Grinch uh, holds a special place in my heart because uh, it was like the first Christmas thing that my niece and I watched. Oh, so, little Bela. Bela, damn it. That's Brady's kid. Sorry. Sorry. So many B names. Bailey. <laughs> um, so yeah um, I like that one a lot so honorable mentions what do you got alright so um, I've got an honorable mention on here that Aaron's gonna hate so I will mention it quickly and then move on um, it is called The Little Match Girl oh if you have oh, never there seen is it not a jerk off motion <laughs> okay now Aaron big enough for what Aaron, my heart please, is feeling right now please describe why you're so mad is it because it's terrible is it because it's bad no. It is because it makes you feel all the feels so quickly and it 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 rips your heart out, rips it in half, eats one half, puts the other one back in there so you think you may have a chance, and then near the end it rips it back out, sets it aflame, puts it back in your body and laughs as you burn alive. That's intense. I That's had, what that movie felt I had short. read the book, so when Liz is like, oh, I want to have Aaron watch The Little Match Girl, I'm like, why would you do that? That movie's so sad. Yes. I haven't even seen the movie, but I know what happens. So yeah. it's a little short that they put before the Little Mermaid DVD release for some reason, but you can just Sweetie you can just YouTube it. F. Just YouTube. It's Walt Disney, traditional hand-drawn animation at its finest. There's no dialogue. It's all told with visuals and beautiful music. And if you know the story of The Little Match Girl, you know how it ends but it will absolutely tug at your heartstrings and no it won't tug them I'll rip them out it you is... guys don't watch this as us do you no, no. for that reason <laughs> yep that's, we can't cry every why... night John oh, we every, can't every episode yeah exactly yeah. we can't cry every episode that we watch I'm behind actually I'm only like three seasons into season two so or three episodes <laughs> into season two so um, so that and uh, the nativity story which uh, we watched a couple Poe Christmases Dameron ago. Poe Dameron was in, actually. Yes, it's the story of Mary and Joseph uh, traveling to Bethlehem to have Jesus, and it plays it because a it's the birth family picture. Because it's the birth of Jesus, it doesn't get the chance to be religious or political. It actually is just about the story of this young girl who has to deal with this 
pregnancy that she can't explain in a village that could possibly stone her to her husband who uh has to have an angel stay his hand to understand what's going on and this tre this terrible trek to bethlehem and then the birth in the stable they play it very real they play it very it feels like a better history channel movie it feels like they, they didn't yeah. it doesn't feel embellished it just feels like real the scene in the river it was feels... a little embellished but like just enough to make it watchable yeah and it's if you want just a nice telling of the christmas story that is a really good interpretation i i actually watched it with you and um it i have to agree it was actually pretty good so um my honorable mentions are uh actually a a different type of um uh uh, claymation, uh, Robbie the Reindeer, which we got to watch last year. That's right. I really did like Robbie the Reindeer. It, it's it's a weird kind of silly. It's not uh, overly so, and it's not underly so. It's just kind of a good thing. It's real short, and they did about four or five of them. The best part is that the the main character is the son of Rudolph. Everyone knows that he's the son of Rudolph, but they don't say the name Rudolph for <laughs> copyright reasons. <laughs> And so they just make it into a big joke. So it works really well. It's the same um, people who did Wallace and Gromit, correct? I think so. Same if, style, at least. Yeah, it's it's a it's a British claymation, and if if they're not, uh, if it's not them, it's someone in that kind of same style. Um, Elf is on my list as well because I never got into it when it was first around, and I've kind of grown to appreciate it a little bit as we we go along. Uh, and then finally, my my guilty pleasure. Beyond uh, another one, which I actually think we may do try to do an episode of, uh, just because, and I, I think I would, I actually have to invite John back for this one too, uh, is uh, that for that episode. But my guilty pleasure beyond that one is Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. <laughs> that movie is so terrible. <laughs> the animation quality is not great but it's good enough to kind of help you get through it the random ass songs are stupid the jokes fall flat and yet i think about it every christmas it's i it's so stupid i i can't we have go two on very more. different christmas pandora stations oh god yeah. i like the big bombastic instrumental about jesus stuff and aaron likes the the jokey funny let's poke fun at all the different songs. My dad used to make us listen to the Jimmy Buffett Christmas album every year. <laughs> I don't think even Jimmy Buffett listens to the Jimmy Buffett Christmas album. Alright, now I gotta listen to the Jimmy Buffett Christmas album. I that's, gotta hear it. That's our review. That's our next review. Is the Jimmy oh Buffett Christmas yep. album. Alright, so okay. I, I think we have to switch because I'm pretty yes. sure I know what your number one is and okay. I'm pretty sure I know Without what your, doubt, you know your thing is. is. I wanna say um, uh, Oh, of all the honorable mentions, um, I, I think uh, Elf is a good one because that's another one like The Grinch that has grown on me in the last couple of years. And um, uh, I'm surprised nobody mentioned The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, now, I have a thing with hype, and this is one of those things that I feel was a little more overrated because everybody loves this movie, and I've just always been like, eh. Um, I do like Nightmare Before Christmas before you guys get out your pitchforks, but I'm surprised <laughs> nobody mentioned that. I've always thought of it more as a Halloween movie. Uh, Same here. Just, okay, and if it's more of a Halloween movie, uh, just say so you no, know, 327 days till next Halloween. <laughs> Huzzah. Um, all right, so... How are we going to switch this up, Aaron? We're, I'm going to do my number one first, we'll talk about it, and then we'll do your number one, because I'm pretty sure 
what John has to talk about. And is then we'll about bring that. in our secret Uber special guest that's been hiding in the corner this whole time. Just kidding. <laughs> he just walked in, but we're going to have Stephen Meese also join us for our top one, your favorite Christmas special movie TV show ever. Welcome, Stephen. Hello. <laughs> uh, totally been thinking about this all day. Just kidding. Just now found out about this. Uh, that's why you're going to go last. Take your time. Uh, yeah, you guys, right. Aaron, you, you first. Aaron, your very favorite. All right, so they're tied up two and two with uh, their top five Christmas. Wait, is it two and two? It's no, two it's and two. two. No, it's two and one because you one, split the point. We tied, we tied the first one. Yeah. So right, if so I win this ahead. one, we'll we'll be married still. Okay. <laughs> I have no pressure. I didn't realize that was uh, High stakes. We ain't doing this for fun. Go on, Aaron. All right, so my number one is probably not a surprise to anyone, and it's a number one on many people's lists, and I have to do it because of just how good it is and how much it influenced my life and... Even though it is super overhyped and over-commercialized now, my number one is always A Christmas Story. Yep. <laughs> because even before it was played 72 hours in a row on TBS, because they can't come up with their own damn programming <laughs> for this time, it, it is back when it was like... You, you like someone had a VHS copy of it, or it would pop up once in a while on TBS. Like Back then, it was a treat. It was like watching the sunrise. You didn't get to do it all that often, but when you got to, you got to appreciate it. I never saw the Christmas story before Aaron's family introduced it to wow. me. Wow. See, honestly, How? It is, it's really good. But the fact movie. that it's... <laughs> oh! No, but I get it. Because the fact that it's on for 72 hours oh, makes kills you it. It hate me that off. movie. Do you remember when Yellow Card had that song, the Ocean Avenue, when it first came out? And you yep. guys are nodding your heads. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. This song was on every station yep. 24-7 It like hit Emmy demographic. Months. Yeah, if you like a top 40 song, don't listen to it for two months. And then go listen to it. And you'll yeah. really like it. Uh, I, where I worked when uh, Walk the Moon's uh, Shut Up and Dance With Me. I love that song. I couldn't stand it for six months because it kept playing all day, every day, four times a day. And that is the consistent like state that the Christmas story occurs. Yeah. Story. yeah. You cannot do it now. At this yeah. point, it is so overexposed. You, you, you walk into any place that tells like knickknacks, and there's a thousand and one of those memorabilia things. When back then, when you got the lamp, you're like, oh, he, 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 it's the lamp. It's It was a fun thing. Now, you told me a cute story, ugh. though, about at work. Some woman came into your office and said, hey, oh, yeah. Aaron, can you explain... My yeah, friends all but, saw this leg lamp. What we is have, that? Uh, in, in one of the office windows at the our uh, station building, uh, we have taken like a thin printed on plastic leg lamp thing and put it in the window. But it's like covering the entire window. So as the light comes through, it's all black except for the lamp. So the lamp is shining, if you will. So, uh, yeah, the janitor came in and she was like, uh, what's with the, the weird lamp in the office there? I'm like... You mean the leg lamp? Yeah. What's that from? I'm like, is it is it from a movie or something? Uh, oh, no. A, a Christmas story uh, where it's kind of a, not a, the main part, but it's a part, a big, big part. part of the story. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that. Like, okay. You know, and I, didn't, I didn't give her too much shit about it, but it's like I had to explain it. But she was like, she was like, yeah, my friends were asking me about that. And uh, I didn't know what it was. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's from that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> But yeah, I and I and that's the thing, Stephen. I completely understand that. One hundred percent. Dated a girl for five years that had to watch it seventy-two times a year. <laughs> it was uh, not like actually. 
actually 76. Okay. What an incredible She ticked him off on a like, calendar. <laughs> I'm once or twice, like, I'll play it once, like, where I actually watch it, and then I'll maybe throw it on the background while we're, like, doing other fun stuff. Like, yeah, de- no, Netflix and chill became much less interesting for the month of December, I will tell you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, I hate that it's become that, because it was such a great movie. When it first came out, and, well, not first came out because I wasn't alive then, but, you know, it's such a cult classic. Now it's such over commercialized which just sucks but if you if you are able to separate that in your mind and just look at the movie itself and how good it is then it, it, it's very much worthwhile and plus the old man i still like if i can ever give a gift that well in my life i'm I'm set. I'm I'm so happy because <laughs> how happy he made the main character was so awesome. So that is my number one. Of course, surprise to okay. absolutely no one. If you are about to say what I think you're gonna say, oh. I'm gonna go ahead and give Aaron the point. Oh. What's your favorite movie? Favorite Christmas movie? You said movie. You're like so wrong. Your absolute movie too. Die Hard. Yep. No. Yeah! Right. No. 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 <laughs> Die, yes. Die Hard is not. It is not, not a Christmas movie. A Christmas movie. It is this an excellent is over. <laughs> it is an excellent movie that takes place at Christmas. Yes. It is not a Christmas movie. Fact. Okay. Um, okay, now the intellectual people will now have we'll our discuss turn. Go it. ahead. Okay. So the opening of Die Hard immediately informs you the very first song cupcake. is a Christmas song. You don't song. get any. It is playing at the intro of the movie. It's that like, that is not an action movie. It's like an action movie does not start with the Christmas song. Even if it takes place at Christmas, they may be thrown in a the background. They do not capitalize on that. They do not have it take place in a Christmas party in a hotel. You don't. It's guys. Christmas references are made throughout the entire Indeed. movie. Indeed. Now the point here is that yes, there are perhaps greater messages of Christmas. Perhaps is more than materialism, or Christmas is about family and love. But who among us could truly say that gunning down terrorists is not the most Christmas thing of all? I Explain yourself. <laughs> no, that's that's a stretch. Uh-oh. Explain Aaron's yourself. Here's the deal, John. If you if you agree with me, you know why, and if you don't agree with me, you never will. It's it's. You, I, I, I how is gunning down terrorists have anything to do with Christmas? <laughs> he tapes the guns to his back with Christmas tape. Okay, all you're doing is you're taking this this possibility and you're trying to find the weakest of excuses. You're trying to this say, weak oh, look at this one little thing. Look at this. You're basically trying to make a game or film theory and say, nope. wait, wait, you remember this one line? Nope. Now I've got a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. No, nope. like it, that doesn't make it a Christmas movie. The joy movie. of Christmas is the movie. This movie is infinitely rewatchable. When Christmas Story gets old, when Christmas Vacation gets old, I could watch Die Hard forever and be still just as terrified every thing. time Hans Gruber Christ- comes in. For Christmas movies, they should only be viewed like during December. I can watch Die Hard any time of the year and be okay that watching Die the- Hard. Why are you discriminating against Christmas movies like that? Yeah, okay. what do you mean? Why do I only do you have to watch them in December? Well, because they're Christmas movies. They're movies to watch. Like, get do you listen to Christmas? Do you listen yes, to Christmas Hard movies? Is one of those. You're right. What? Yeah. Do, do you listen to Christmas movies or Christmas songs uh, throughout the year? Uh, I don't listen to them ever because they're horrible. <laughs> listen, can we be honest for a second? Christmas songs suck. We listen to them. 
in December. Yeah. And we're like, okay, that's catchy. I've got not good. If I had to say my top 100 favorite songs ever, ever of all time, there would be two Christmas songs on there. There would be no Christmas songs Never on there. Never once, for except a couple. for with Pentatonix making them, has a Christmas song ever made the top All right, am I the, only one, am, I the only one, am I the only one in the room that hates Pentatonix? Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. I, I cannot stand yeah. those guys. Dude. They're not, oh, come on. They're not bad. They're kind of in the same way how you hate A Christmas Story. Mm. I hate Pentatonix because they're, they're everyone's oh my god Pentatonix I'm like okay they're an acapella group but they're not that good you want a good acapella Whoa. group you want no no let seriously you, let me show you a video of Pentatonix playing Little Talks by of Monsters and Men on Coke bottles and you tell me they're not that good yeah I, think I you probably like will <laughs> no it's it, I I never like them and honestly it's probably the only song I can stand by them is the one with Lindsey Sterling I can tell you why but she came in second place did you know is that, that? No. is that uh, good the for her. Imagine yeah. Dragon song whatever mm, yes. I don't yes, yes. okay okay Back to the topic. If you remove Christmas from a Christmas movie, the movie is utterly changed. Correct? We can agree with this. If you remove Christmas themes from a Christmas movie, it is not the same movie. You're working against sure. yourself, but sure. If you remove sure. Christmas from Die Hard, the movie changes fundamentally and becomes just another boring action movie. That could have been what I completely no, it is disagree. A, it's an action movie. That's what Die Hard is. It's not a Christmas movie. The setting and it's themes not a Christmas of Christmas action movie. Are, it's an more, action movie. are more important than you realize in that movie. It is. Why Why is John McClane there? For Christmas, right? For To visit his wife, who he was estranged from. They were divorced. No, right? he was actually went or there to bring her home. Like he that. actually went there to bring her home. But they were estranged, obviously, because yeah. she's working here very right. far away from Their him. marriage was rocky. He said, Christmas is a perfect opportunity to go be with my wife, bring her back, bring her back into the fold, reunite our family. And during that, an even greater separation happens. As if it's a metaphor for... Economics, uh, capitalism, and etc. The stress which, of being yeah. around By family the during the he's holidays. He's back the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. Is what I'm getting at. Wait, one bullet on. at a time, Stephen. One, one bullet at a time. One, one point. <laughs> one point. How freaking estranged is that damn marriage between John and his wife? I mean, they're still not together. It's yeah, five movies later, and I think <laughs> like, they're and they never divorced. like they Mission never failed. truly work out their problems because even in two, they're still having problems. Mm-hmm. I I have two points, and now that the quote unquote intellectuals have had their point, uh, uh, that's the, not how you use quotes. Thank the you. Uh, <laughs> the people well, with hearts actually. are going to go now. Um, <laughs> like we're Republicans and you're Democrats. <laughs> No go there. We're not going to win. We're already talking about battle like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, two points. Well, point one, if, uh, for me, a Christmas movie has to have some spirit of Christmas theme behind it. For Die Hard, it is killing terrorists, saving the day, saving his wife. your family. Yeah. Cool. That has nothing to do with Christmas. If you take Christmas out of it, it's still the same movie. Yeah, 100%. And if this Correct. took place nope. on New Year's Day... It's still the same. Oh movie. no! It'd be a completely different movie if it took place on New Year's Day. Oh, there'd be some sort of stupid countdown to midnight that they were trying to incorporate into it, and be more about getting to kiss his wife under an explosion than actually just and saving then her be, life. Uh, face on hang on, hang on. Why hasn't someone made this movie? <laughs> Which leads me to my second point. Uh-oh. If Die Hard 1 is a Christmas movie, Die Hard 2, Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance, 
which is Die Hard 3. Die Hard. <laughs> Live for your Die Hard and Die Harder. What's the Only, I think he makes those up, but fair enough. Only are, two takes place at Christmas, correct? Correct. Are all the others Christmas movies, no. too? Why would you even make that point? That makes no sense. Number two. Because Die Hard 1 is what started it all. But Die Hard 1 well, is the best. Why everything else? It's the best. My, my dad is a salesman. Does that make me a salesman just because hey, I yeah, came from hang, him? Hang on. That has that, nothing to do with it. That's there, terrible. There have been I think it's other, a valid point. There, have, there are other film series that will either have one, will either start or end with something along where it will end like with a holiday or something like that. That doesn't mean that the the rest of the movies are holidays. That's However, fine. but there's usually a, a, hey, this is a holiday special of Star yeah. Wars or whatever. <laughs> okay. We don't talk about How about that. this? How about this? Iron Man, okay. Iron Man Happy 3. Day. Die Hard is more of a Christmas movie than Iron Man 3, which also takes place on Christmas. I forgot about Iron that Man 3 takes place on Christmas. I know, right? <laughs> I, I didn't. What? I saw I that. I know, right? I thought it happened during like the Fourth of July or something like that, with no! all the like explosions in exactly. the background. Exactly, it happens on Christmas, oh. and it's a stupid. They didn't have to do that. It loses nothing because you didn't know. You didn't even know. You didn't even know. So what you're saying is this action but movie when you see that Die took place Hard, during Christmas but when is you not a Christmas movie. But when you see Die Hard, you think, oh, it takes place on Christmas because they take the time to show you that and show you that and show you that. It's not an incidental detail like all of us forgot with Iron Man 3. Okay, well then, argue my point of the whole Christmas spirit thing theme okay. needs to go into a Christmas movie. Okay. How is that presented in Die Hard? Okay, so... Then don't, don't BS it. No, I'm not going to BS it. Okay, so here's the real answers. I don't know what you're talking about, There has sir. to... Christmas movies can't just be for one demographic. A Christmas movie, every Christmas movie can't be Rudolph. If every single one was Rudolph, we'd have the same problem that we have with Christmas songs. They all sound the same. They're all boring. We're tired of hearing them. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Told you. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You is not, does not sound like a good voice. Terrible song. Go ahead. Um, they tr- so every every uh, every other year or so, they'll try to make a new Christmas song, and some of them last, yeah. and some of them don't. So for me, I really appreciate that a Christmas movie can be something like The Grinch, which ostensibly has Christmas right in the title, which is all about how it shouldn't be about the gifts; it should be about the people and the heart. All the way up to a movie about shooting terrorists and Hans Gruber's amazing accent, ah. and it still has the themes of Christmas prevalent in it. Yeah. This is no Die Harder. This is no Live Free or Die Hard. This clearly has Christmas entwined Don't into the you structure. Dare shit on Die Hard with a Vengeance. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm uh, saying it's not a Christmas movie. That might be fair. Number four. It's not, I'm not saying it's Long. terrible, but it might Die be Die Hard with a Vengeance is my favorite because of nostalgia it's, reasons. Now, is that the one with the airplane or is that two? I'm thinking two. No, two. airplane, three is Sammy J. Yeah. And then it gets uh, yeah. lost. Sammy J. I forgot about that. Yeah, and uh, freaking, oh, goddamn, what's his name? Uh, oh, what's his face? Is the bad guy. And he's Hans, Hans. Gruber's brother. Yes, Hans Gruber's brother. So, he's Simon Gruber. Yes. He's, he's Hans' brother. No, Hans no. Um, God damn it. It's okay. I will say that the fact that there are, we have a split room here, I think speaks to how many of us do consider it to be a Christmas movie. And, say and that, how many are dumb. And say you disagree. Say you think it isn't. Does it make it a bad movie? No, and I think Does that's what well, I think that's the that, that's the general consensus of this entire discussion is that it is a great movie, whether it's a Christmas movie or not, which it's not. 
Whether it it's Christmas weather, season is not complete weather, without watching it. It's I'm a sorry, Christmas movie. Point, but it is. Go ahead. <laughs> whether it's a Christmas movie or not, I think what happens is everyone can agree it's a good movie, an excellent movie. Yeah. Okay. Whether you watch it at Christmas time or any other time, it is a great and enjoyable movie. So. John, what is your favorite Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie. Die Hard, Die Hard. I want to say, um, <laughs> since, it, since it came out two to two in a tie, then uh, in the spirit of Christmas, then everybody wins. Yay! Um, my favorite God Christmas movie. Goddamn millennial. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have all your participation. I'm just fucking around. That, oh. Hey, hey, you don't, you don't mess around with the word millennial. You know what? Man. I hate That's a trigger warning. I hate... <laughs> I hate... <laughs> That fucking term. Sorry. Our, our first was, talk about the episode taking, was about I'm taking millennials. I've taken ruined the Christmas special. I've taken the <laughs> two Ruined Die Hard. Hard. Oh no! No one can ruin Die Hard. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Except for Jai Courtney. Anyways, go ahead, John. <laughs> My favorite Christmas movie. Oh yeah, is Jingle All the Way. Oh, oh fuck <laughs> you, Jonathan. No. <laughs> All right, five. I'll high five you both on that. Yes. What? Okay, that is a movie what? that has no sense of Christmas spirit. It is dead. It looks. No. It looks like no. Christmas. It has no heart. We're back in it, John. No. <laughs> Here's what it is. It's little Jake Lloyd, little Anakin Skywalker. That's, I was immediate downgrade. That's, that's what you are as a kid. You're. You remember watching Power Rangers and doing the same thing he's doing with like the Turbo Man Power Ranger com- combo thing. Like just. That was your childhood. And then as you get older, you become more of a Sinbad around Christmas where you're like, fuck, I gotta go do my Christmas shopping. And even though it's two weeks till Christmas, Elizabeth Kidder's the only fucking person I gotta get for. <laughs> Dude, this is the first year. Like, I guarantee you, this is the first year. He was ready a month before me. I we were no like, we both it. of us were like, I think we said the other day, we're like, oh, we're done with Christmas shopping. What the hell? <laughs> that is, it is a first oh, that, that is happening. I'm very excited. I, usually, like, the week before Christmas, I'm still shopping for at least three people. Okay. Jingle All the Way is wearing the skin of Christmas. It has skinned Christmas <laughs> and has wrapped itself in its bloody skin. Oh, Explain God. yourself, man. That, that is, is now, I'll be honest. So gross. As much as on your side I am with the... Di- if you're... If your explanation of this is half as flimsy as your Die Hard one was. <laughs> and I think okay. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Okay, I tell you why. Steven, it's like faith. You can't explain why you believe it. It just is. But if I you can don't, explain why I But if you faith. don't believe something, <laughs> if you don't believe something, you got a list of reasons why. Jingle all the way. You can like it, ironically. If you like it because it's so terrible, you are free to watch the movie, ironically. No, I like it because it's the best for a genuine for a genuine look at the holidays, it is the this is the worst expression of consumerism no, it's just, at the it's holiday. Postmodernism is I, what it is. I, no, I that's that, a think piece, not what is, the filmmakers intended. It is it is the greatest example of what American consumerism could be. I'm not it saying is it is this. all the time. Daddy, you can buy my love with this $80 piece of plastic. It's Spend the rest of my Christmas childhood hunting through malls and beating up Sinbad postal Liz. workers to get this for me, and only then will I love you, Liz. Daddy. Liz. He doesn't even do it. At the end, he gives the toy away. What Sorry, is the moral spoilers. of the story? But you know what the thing is? At the end of that, he gives it away. I have the realtor man at home, and then he's like, besides, Dad, I got one wrapped under the tree that you bought for me. Oh no! So what happens Christmas morning? He's gonna hate his father again because he didn't get his piece of plastic. No, that's not what happens. That's not what happens. In the end, he, he says he already like, got me one and he no, put it under the tree. Said, no, no, he says I got the real Turbo Man at home. And then after that, they, dad yes, 
And then after that, they do that whole thing, and there's like the '80s, like "whoa" sort of look because they don't just end it on a no. Because yes, they do. Okay, then if I'm (laughs) if I'm interpreting it, then it's because that movie's so crap. It's giving me more and that look. That look that his wife like Howard, Howard, like bitch. You've seen him (laughs) naked. Come on, like. But yeah, no, he says, like, oh, yeah, I've got the real thing at home. It's my dad's turbo, man. And it was all about family is more important than material gifts. That one had a very clear Christmas message. I'm so sorry. Because, like, it's an exaggeration of a real problem, right? It's like yes. American consumerism is a real problem around Christmas time, especially for people of faith that have the real Christmas part of it, right? Christ but, mass. Christ mass part of it. You know, but that is a real problem is that it's become very consumer marketing based, but it's an exaggeration of obviously dad's not diving off after freaking turbo man or whatever the thing's going into a ball pit and trying to get a ball out of a little girl. But our parents stressed about making sure their kids have proper toys under the trees. Yes, absolutely. I know somebody right now that can't pay for a good Christmas for their kids and they're like crying over it every night, right? So it's a real problem, but it's an incredible, ridiculous exaggeration. Using Arnold Schwarzenegger, who you expect to be the exaggeration. But it doesn't provide a good moral or a good way to enact the lack of consumerism. Well, it it was made in in quote-unquote response to the the huge public demand for the Tickle Me Elmo's. Right. Because a lot of lists said... Yeah. Yeah, they they all said, like, Tickle Me Elmo's, the gotta-have toy, gotta-have toy, and the people who produced the toy did not make enough of on them. Purpose. No, it wasn't even on purpose. Is they they would like since then they have introduced artificial scarcity into the production of must yeah, have toys. Yeah, yeah, and that, the whole Nintendo thing. Yes, but back then, like people were getting trampled for this stuff. Yeah. So it's an exaggeration. Yes, especially with the the stupid like underground Santas and Jim Belushi. <laughs> That's why it's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big guy punches the little Santa. The little big buddy. show is like, I'm going to take your horse, bub. Boom. <laughs> little buddy. Nothing kills my Christmas boner faster than Jingle All the Way. <laughs> that is the best sentence I've ever heard from you <laughs> in your life. Steven, what's your favorite Christmas special? I We all know what my favorite Christmas special is, but since you already said it. Okay, yes, so. Yes, because it really is Die Hard. I had that in my brain. It's like, crap, so, Liz took it. But <laughs> if I have to choose a second one. You could say, like, honorable mentions or something, too. Honorable, yeah. I was going to say number two or not if you're a dick and you don't think Die Hard's a Christmas movie because you're hey. a dick. What's up? <laughs> um. Santa Claus? The Santa Claus? With Tim oh, Allen? Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Okay. No, that's one that we've not talked about. That's one of those that, like, it had a... Because it came out when I was just barely too old to watch it, but I did anyway. You know, we were all at that age. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're too old for it, but you're like, man, it's Christmas, whatever. It had, like, a good... I don't know. It, Tim Allen just had a special place in my heart, because I grew up on home improvement. He was... Honey, man, yeah, I love dude, it. That was back in his prime. That was before Tim Allen became completely irrelevant. And, uh, <laughs> who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I think Google Galaxy him. Quest. He, I think be a thing. Yeah. Oh, man, Galaxy Quest is one of the best oh, Star Trek Galaxy movies. Galaxy Quest. Oh, we may have to do that as an episode one time. Oh, invite oh. me if you do that. I love that movie. We, I've okay. seen that movie so many times. We, we will invite you, but we have to invite Katie, too, because she's a huge That's Trek. great. Movie. We'll have a yeah. smorgasbord. So. Smorgasbord. I had the VHS of Galaxy Quest. Nice. Not even kidding. <laughs> uh, but no, I think uh, the it had a, obviously it has good 
message and thing. It's like it's a very family wholesome movie, but it had just enough of like the magic and the Tim Allen witty weird adult humor in it. There you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Oh, I'll I wanted it. to do the my deadbeat dad mission. who works too hard and never is there for his kid, which seems to show up again and again. <laughs> Which also has a strong. You see, you see that there is a repeated pattern of Christmas movies having good messages, much like the movie Die Hard, which is the best Christmas movie. Go ahead. Hey, I uh, I got I want to kick the shit out of Jamie. I don't want to kick the shit out of Charlie. That's fair. So Jamie's a little brat. Jamie's no, a little brat. It. So, um, but no, I, I kind of wanted to. Uh, speaking of Tim Allen, uh, I want to do another honorable mention Santa for uh, too, right? Uh, <laughs> All right. I'll be home for Christmas with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh, yes. I never saw that one. Really? Oh, oh my god. That movie it. is so badly good or so It's not as bad as Jingle All the Way, but boy is it close. You mean bad isn't amazing? Bad isn't bad. Like like JTT is a terrible person the whole yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. And Much Jessica like Biel. And yeah. Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel yeah. like she's like she puts on this air of being a better person. She's really not. <laughs> I love Jessica Biel, man, but she is terrible in the movies. Wait, where where is she gone? Um, she Did she, she was acting and go be a normal person. I think she actually got married or was married to Justin Timberlake. No, I hang on. I'm. Are you saying that because JTT JT? No, Jonathan Thomas and J J Timberlake. Yeah, see, yeah. I was right. Oh, okay. nailed Good for it. them. Sorry. Thank Don't you, Wikipedia. <laughs> no, no, I, I married I remember in two thousand twelve. Yeah, I remember they got married not that long ago, but they've been married since. I think, I think she's done a couple films since then, but I think she's kind of taken a total a break, recall so. was the last one she did in twenty twelve for remake. Uh, yeah, and then she was in the eighteen, yeah. which Wait, a lot of people shit on, but I thought wasn't that bad. So I didn't see it. Yeah. Can, can we can we while we're doing honorable mentions can I do an honorable like the worst mention? I assume you guys probably covered that. You know we haven't done the worst Christmas movie. We were just gonna keep it really nice and positive. But oh, never mind. Yeah, let's let's tank this thing. Let's. You want, you want no, 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 no. <laughs> I tell you what, we have. Yeah, we've got a few, we've got a little, a little while. Worst Christmas movies. Ooh. I am so ready for this. You want me to start so you guys yeah, can like come up? Oh, I already have. I already have. I feel like I've already blew my load on that one, but uh, <laughs> I love on. your references right now. <laughs> Potty Thank mouth. You. Steven, you go first. Um, the Bad Santa series. That guy is not funny. Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton, stop acting. You're the same person in every fucking movie I've ever seen. Except Sling Blade. You. Except Sling Blade. Uh, I never Sling. saw Sling Blade. Bill Murray is the really same good. person in every role, and he's okay. Bitch, hang on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's always Bill Murray first, and Uh-oh. then whatever character he is second. Hang on, and I realized Uh-oh. I just called you a bitch, so I apologize for and that. And for I'm rolling, I'm rolling over that. My point is valid. <laughs> Bill Murray is not the same person. In every movie. However, he has his snark in most of his movies. Yes, his snark is there. I think yes. he's actually made a joke about how he's the same person in every movie. Remember Zombieland where he showed up as himself? Yes. Yeah. Himself? Well, it was a joke about Garfield. You forget. There was a joke about Garfield. If himself yeah. is a terrific acted character, then he can be himself in everything. If Billy Bob Thornton is not in compelling character whenever he time plays he's a not. jackass drunk in every movie he's ever been in. It's like, oh, in this one, he's a mall Santa. In this one, he's a mall Santa again. In this one, <laughs> he's, he's a, a baseball, baseball coach. coach or yeah. Whatever. Like, hey, he's working with children even though he shouldn't. I get it. Shut up. Nobody cares. He's a pedophile, basically. <laughs> except he doesn't do pedophile things. 
So Steven's least favorite is Bad Santa. Yeah. I know Billy, at least I, one person. It's really just Billy Bob Thornton, to be honest with you. And I can understand that, but... And the I, midget that plays in every movie he's ever in. What's the Oh, name? yeah, I know who you're he's talking about. He's not good either. Yeah, he... Mini Me? No. No, he's... He's black. Know. I'm not going to uh, say black midget on, on your podcast, <laughs> but that's what he is. You just did. I just did twice. <laughs> well, he, uh, I think he's, I think his name is like Tony. I don't know. Not, not Tony J, but it's like Tony, like J and something like short like that. But, um, John, what is your worst? You're going to have to come back to me. I have no idea like what to, what to say as far as that goes. Cause like there's. He's such a positive person about movies, guys. If it's a bad Christmas movie, I probably haven't seen it. Hey, I wouldn't be mad if you said that. That's a good point. (laughs) But that's not... You lie. It's not a bad movie. It's just not... (laughs) Well, actually, she just just went over it. Um, But I, I don't know if you ever knew this. They actually made a sequel to Jingle All the Way. Oh, God. Yes. Jingle All the Way 2, starring... Larry, Larry the, the cable, cable guy. guy. Oh god. Oh no, no the worst one is I remembered it. Christmas with the Cranks. Oh. Another Tim Allen vehicle where everyone is an asshole. Cancer gets swept over Jamie the rug. Lee Curtis. And Does the girlfriend's pass? Was that I think was it was. Was that I mean, a Christmas there were, movie? There, there was an American I had Matthew McConaughey, and I was like, eh. Aren't there a bunch of romance Christmas movies that come out every year? That, oh, yeah, uh, the Lifetime cool. bullshit. Netflix no, is... no, in theaters. Like, you know how, like, there's a Halloween, big Halloween scary movie every year? Yeah. I feel like there's a romantic, like, or a Valentine's romantic movie. Yeah. Or at least, like, one with, like, a million celebrities in it. With one Christmas. Of those, like, they, yeah, like, a Valentine's Day. New Year's, New Year's Day. 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 Christmas yeah. party. I didn't see it, but. Oh, that looks uh, terrible. Sounds awful. I wanted, I, I wanted to oh, see I it, but, yeah. I didn't end up seeing it. That's one of those movies that's like, oh, true. I might check it out in the dollar theater. I mean, that's the thing, though. I mean, some of us brought in movies that some of us thought were just so bad. They're bad Christmas movies. But I think most of us just choose not to go watch the terrible Christmas movies and focus on the positive ones. Because it's so obvious they're bad before you see them. They just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I I don't know what mine would be, because I'm going to say it's so bad it's bad. When I would say either The Christmas Tree or Rhapsody. Street kids. Yeah, if you want to know yeah. about those, go check out Nostalgia Critic. He does reviews for both of those. They yeah. are terrible, terrible Christmas movies, and he does a funnier job than we could ever do in the yeah. next five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, let's wrap it up. So thank you, Stephen. Always a pleasure. Thank you, John. Hey, uh, thank you guys for listening to our Christmas episode. Let us know if any of your top five made our top five list and what or you what truly... your top five lists are. Yeah, and what you truly think is the worst of the worst. And uh, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Should we really open I up do actually want to see that. I do, like, yeah, we may let's start, start a, a poll. Live. Let's start a poll. All right, we're going to start the poll all Christmas, all December long. We'll have that poll running and see what people think of Die Hard. Um, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Facebook at, uh, oh, I almost did the talk blindly plugs. That was yes! embarrassing. I'm turning her. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Married to the Idea, Twitter at Married Number Two the Idea. Email us at MarriedToTheIdeaReviews.com. If you forget any of those, just go to the website, MarriedToTheIdea.Weebly.com, uh, and you can find our episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, but yeah. Leave uh leave your top fives list in the bottom. We'll look out for the poll. Follow, share, please, please, please share. We want to have as many followers as we can. So yeah. until then, please Navidad, Melokaliki Maka, Merry Christmas. I know that song. 
Maka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. You know, we got our, we got our, yeah, we got our Spanish. I was trying to be, you know, multicultural. Yeah, I was trying. God, Stephen. Hey there, I'm, she's Elizabeth, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm just trying to think of a Die Hard reference to close on. To be yippee ki yippee ki now, now we've got a podcast. Ho, ho, ho. Okay. She's Elizabeth. He's Aaron. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea.